Hi, this is Will Lockwood, Director of Editorial Content at Computer Talk Magazine, and in today's podcast, we are talking with Shane Becker, PharmD. Uh, Shane is the owner of Old Town Pharmacy, and we're going to be talking with him about uh, using Section 179, uh, which is an opportunity within the uh, tax code to... um, make investments in technology for your pharmacy and and have immediate tax advantages. Uh, but we'll let Shane do all the talking about it since he knows how to use it and has used it. Shane, introduce yourself real quick and tell us a little bit about Old Town Pharmacy. Sure. Uh, so as he said, my name is Shane Becker, and uh, I own Old Town Pharmacies. We have uh, a couple in southwest Missouri, south of Springfield, and one in uh, Jefferson City, Missouri. Uh, we also have a few other business lines and uh, service most of the state of Missouri with uh, both regular and long-term care business, as well as a significant compound business. Okay, terrific. Thanks. And uh, you have been able to make use of Section 179 several times, uh, as I understand it. Tell us a little bit about that and how you were able to make use of it. Sure. So you know, 179 can be used in uh multiple situations we've used it for uh, a rapid pack product we've used it for some compounding equipment that we had um, so it can be used in a, in a variety of situations uh, depending on what your need is at that time so all right uh, tell us uh, as someone with the experience uh, you have with this section uh, when making investments with this uh, section of the tax code um, tell us some of the things you've learned over the years um, in particular, um, what are some of the things you need to take into consideration when you're speaking with your accounting professionals um, or organizing the finances of your pharmacy to take best advantage of 179? Yeah, so there's a couple of good points in, in that question, and, and hopefully I can get those all answered without uh, going too much on a tangent there. But um, you know, first of all, Section 179 is, it, it can be used in a lot, a variety of different situations. Uh, it can be used if you're in a, a growth phase. It, it, it can be used if you're in a stagnant phase. It just kind of depends on what your, your goals are right there. Um, but, you know, specifically, most uh, people running pharmacies now uh, use a, a local CPA or accountant group. A lot of times you will see that these guys uh, are on the very conservative side. So they will they'll try to give you what, what they feel is protecting you the most. It's not bad advice by any means, but we as business owners are, are already taking risks. So we're, we're living a little bit more on, on the risk side of things. This is an opportunity if you're, you're working in that realm for you to really save a significant amount of tax dollars. The important thing is, is that you, you need to think about it on a yearly basis. So if you have an opportunity to do a 179, the, the big concern that your CPA will have uh, is that you, if you do a 179, it's a one-shot deal. So it helps you this year, but you lose the depreciation expense that you would have for the following years. So the concern would be, well, if I don't generate enough revenue off of this uh, in the future, then I may have this expense that I can't really expense. But the benefit to it is if you take that big shot right now, this year, you will be able to essentially wipe out a significant portion of the taxes that you are uh, owing that year. So it's important if you're going that route to be looking at different ways that you can 
save on taxes uh, year after year. And some of those things I know people have looked at recently is is moving, uh, you know, to a cash basis to uh, write off inventory. That's been a, a really good thing. These these 179s have been uh, very important. Uh, but if you're doing that, it is very important that you finalize that deal and have the paperwork signed before the end of the year. Uh, that transaction has to occur in that calendar year in order to take over or take advantage of the 179. And does that mean that you need to have the equipment installed uh, in that tax year, or you just have to have the contract signed and the paperwork uh, ready to show that you have made this investment? You know, it that can depend on what type of accounting you are doing. Uh, but that is a wonderful question to ask. And if you are considering this kind of arrangement. Generally speaking, what has to happen is the cash has to change hands or the transaction has to be recorded. So it could mean that that product needs to go there. However, if you're working with a company and you say, hey, look, you know, I want to take advantage of 179. You know, I know we're already two weeks into November or, or a week into to, to December. Is this possible to get it on the books this year? Oftentimes, they actually want to do that as well because their commissions are based on those things. So they're really willing to help you on that. Um, and, and you can work deals where even if you don't necessarily take possession of that, sometimes, not always, but sometimes there is an opportunity to go ahead and get that booked in the year that you would like so you can take advantage of those deals. So the answer to your question would be make sure that you're discussing this with your sales rep at the time and make it clear that, hey, I want this to be used for 179 in this calendar year. Right. Okay. And I think how you're saying that, how carefully you're speaking there is important. Um, you know, we're having a discussion about uh, about using the tax code here, and I think it's important to emphasize that neither one of us is a tax professional, and it's important to talk with um, people who understand this and people who can provide professional advice on this, right? Yeah. And Yeah. You know, you mentioned something that you said, hey, make sure you have this discussion with your tax professional. That's wonderful. Uh, make sure you are doing that. But what I was speaking specifically to is to make sure that you have that discussion with the person that you are purchasing this from. Now, the reason I say that, as opposed to making sure that you have that discussion with your accountant, is as long as you book that sale in this year, you can decide to take advantage of 179 or not take advantage of 179 when you file your taxes. You do not have to make that decision when you purchase the product. So get the product, get it taken care of in a way you can take advantage of the 179, and then you can have a longer, drawn-out conversation with your uh, accountant later on and maybe other uh, professionals to make that decision. But, but you keep that in mind. You don't have to make your decision on whether this is a 179 purchase or not at the time of the purchase. That needs to be made at the time you file your taxes. So you could uh, depreciate over the course of several years as normal, or you can choose to depreciate or take this lump sum tax advantage all in one tax year, and you can decide that at the time of filing. You don't have to decide that at the time of the purchase. Correct. Now, again, it becomes important that you are explaining to whoever you're purchasing from, hey, I want this set up for 179 because there are different ways that they can set those deals up. You know, if they're doing a lease, 
You got to have that $1 buyout at the end in order to get to a point that you can use that as a 179. Um, so you can't, you can't necessarily, if they set it up as a straight lease agreement, that may not work. So you need to be clear with them. Hey, I want to do it. But again, you don't have to t- make that final decision as far as the IRS is concerned until you actually file your taxes. And what's the best resource you've found for educating yourself about this, for making sure you do this right, uh, use Section 179 correctly? Is it speaking with your tax professional or your CPA, or are there other resources? You know, and I'll kind of default back to, again, what I just said. These guys selling these different products, they understand this law. They understand what's going on with it. And if you tell them, I want this set as a 179, they will set it up that way. It doesn't affect you regardless of how you want to want to do that with the IRS later on unless they set it up so that you cannot do that. It is, in other words, if they set it up so that it's, it's good for a 179, it's still good for a depreciation. So just ask them. They know what's going on with it. Their finance department is very, very familiar with that situation. So, you know, I would just default to them. And then when you're making the decision on how to – Actually, if you want to take advantage of it or not, that can be done, and you can talk to many different professionals on that. Uh, but, you know, the initial, am I setting this up correctly, you can totally default to, to these guys selling this equipment, uh, as long as it's a major piece of equipment that if people would be uh, interested in a 179 for. If you're buying multiple smaller things that you want to try to use that way, um you need to kind of. You may need to ask a few more questions there and, and involve your CPA. But if you're buying a big machine like a, a rapid pack or something like that, um, those, that team is going to know how to handle that stuff. So. Got it. Okay. And you've mentioned rapid pack a few times now, and uh, so you've in fact used Section 179 um, after buying technology from RX Safe. Uh, is that right? Yeah. So uh, I did use it. In the past, for the uh, one rapid pack machine, uh, probably going to use it on the rapid pack machine that we purchased this year as well. Uh, again, I, I won't make that decision until I file the taxes, but it's set up to do that if I would like to do that. So perfect. Um, and they're and they're that best resource for that, as as you've just explained so oh, carefully. That the, the technology vendor, particularly somebody selling a high value piece of equipment, is going to understand how to structure this right. So you can you can go to them and say. I'm interested in 179. Let's set this up and let's get it done. Yeah, and you know, specifically RX Safe has done a great job with that in the past. They're very knowledgeable. They'll work with you very quickly. If you have questions on that, um, they'll they'll get you there. But as long as you use those words and and make that clear, and you know, I'd even put it in in writing somewhere in an email to somebody. Cause well, great, uh, Shane. I think this has been really terrific content. And uh, is there anything? Um, that we haven't touched on in terms of making sure that you're getting uh, the best uh, ROI on an investment like this, um, making sure that you are using the tax advantages um, uh, as efficiently as you can. I would mention again, a 179 situation for most people should be a situation in which you expect whatever you're purchasing to create a significant amount of increased profitability for you. So, you know, if you're buying a new machine, and let's take into account, say, a rapid pack machine, you expect that 
hey, right now I'm not making much money on this, and I have a significant amount of money out right now because I'm just starting this program. So this year, this is going to cost me a lot. If I take the 179 this year, by the end of next year, hopefully the plan is that the rapid pack machine has now generated a significant amount of profit for me in that next year, and now I can use those profits to pay the taxes that I didn't have to pay last year. Or you could potentially do another 179 uh, on something else. But you want it to be if you're one if you're going to do something as a 179, you want to expect that there's a pretty large ROI there that isn't going to be seen immediately, but will be available later on down the road to pay uh, the taxes when those do exist. Shane, so when you when you purchase when you make an investment and you take advantage of 179 and you're able to write down. Um, uh, your tax liability within that single calendar year, how does that impact your tax liability for a future year, for the next year, for, for example? Sure. That's a great question. Uh, as we kind of discussed, there, there are limitations there, and this is often why the CPAs tend to be uh, a little bit more conservative on that fact. So, again, I talked about it's important that if you're going to be using 179, you should expect that you're going to produce revenues and profits uh, in excess of that in the, in the following year, uh, because you're going to take full advantage of that tax liability that first year. So you purchase something this year, cost you a lot of money. You have uh, a tax liability there. Maybe you've, you've purchased something for $200,000 and you've got a $50,000 tax liability for your company that year. Uh, that could potentially wipe out a significant portion of that tax liability. However, what happens on the other side of that is if you've purchased this for $200,000 and you have a $2,000 a month payment on this, you're no longer going to be able to take advantage of depreciating that $2,000. So at $2,000 for a uh, 12-month period, that's going to be $24,000 that you pay in the following year. That year, instead of being able to write that $24,000 off as an expense, you're going to have to spend that money because you're paying that loan um, or lease or whatever that may be. However, that is going to be seen as income. So you're going to take that money instead of expensing it, it's going to be shown as actual profits even though you've paid those dollars. So that's a good way for you to understand, okay, how much money do I really need to make on this product in a year in order to make sure that I'm getting ahead of the tax liability? And that's basically going to be pretty much what your payment is times 12. Uh, that's the increase in revenue that you'd like to see in the following years in order to make sure that you're covering that liability. So it's, it's all about having that, having that business plan, making sure that you have a clear understanding of, of where you think um, a new investment is going to um, bring, in, uh, bring in revenue, bring in profits. Correct. Okay, great. Well, uh, Shane, I want to thank you for, um, for, for talking with us today, and um, I wish you luck with, uh, with the end of 2020 and uh, 2021. All right. Thank you so much.